this podcast can be rather naughty. Listener discretion is advised. All right, darling. All right, darling. Welcome to All Right, Darling, the podcast dedicated to bringing the queer creatives in our society to the forefront and uh, teaching you bitches a thing or two (laughs) in the process. That sounds delicious. My name is Dan. I am a multi-talented acrobat. Um, Chiropodist to I I, I used stars. to be um, an equestrian chiropodist. Oh, that was it. Same thing. A celebrity sure. equestrian chiropodist. So mm. it was for famous horses. Very, very uh, famous horses. Only Can you name most, some? What's, no, it's confidentiality. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. Seabiscuit was a client. So yeah, I'm a, a high-profile acrobat and part-time hairdresser. Very Who nice. Who are you? My name's Greg Bailey, and I'm the biggest bitch you'll ever meet. <laughs> I'm a nasty, stinking whore. You're a nasty piece of work. Yeah. Who happens to take pictures of drag queens, drag performers. Mm. Drag. Drag. Just, just uh, drag. No, and other things. Nope, just drag. Just drag. <laughs> nothing else. Nope, nothing. Imagine nothing, if you just took nothing. pictures of drag queen shoes. That'd actually Ooh, be quite fun, actually, actually. I'd like that. Yeah, oh. Well, funny you say that. Mm. At my day job, we get loads of really cool vintage, well, pieces in, but um, the labels on them are amazing. And I think a book just on vintage clothing labels would be so cool. Yeah, that's a good idea. But there's an amazing one that came in the other day, and the brand was called Cripple Creek. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was inappropriate or offensive in the slightest. Well, I mean, what era was it from, was the piece from? I think they're still currently active. No. Yeah. What, Cripple Creek Clothing Company? <laughs> Cripple, <laughs> Cripple Creek. I swear of it. Hang on. I'm going to check this. Okay. It's a beautiful label. It's like a purple, yellow, orange sunset. Mm. Sunsetting over... Cripple Creek. A Cripple Creek. Cripple Creek is a place in Colorado and in Virginia. There you so go. So it's a real place. Our producer is saying that it is a place in Colorado and... Virginia. So, um, um, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Not bad. Not bad at all. Excited about later. Going to be yes. photographing our guests. Our very, very special guests. Yeah. Especially in lots of different ways because there's lots of firsts. Uh, there's going to be lots of firsts yes. about this uh, interview, about this shoot, yeah. uh, about this episode, which is mm. very exciting. But this afternoon, we're going to be joined by probably, I think, one of the most exciting new drag performers on the scene. Called Baby. Baby. Just Baby. Just Baby. Like Cher. Yeah. I think if you can have one name, that's really powerful. Greg. Like Grige. Grige. <laughs> Grige. Yeah, one name is a very powerful thing, I think. Yeah. She is known as Baby. There's no yeah. other, you know. It's actually just her first year of drag. Yes. And that's kind of what we want to talk to her about is um what no matter what you do, um, whether it's the creative industry or not, you always have your first year of something. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're just going to discuss that between us. Like, you know, talk about my first year of photography, your yeah. first year of hair, and her first, first year of being... Beautiful. My first year of um, equestrian chiropody. Equestrian chiro- <laughs> Equestrian. Ch- so, chiropody of horses? Yes. 
How does that work? Oh, well, we'll do a podcast about it. Mm. Yeah, I think it's really interesting to hear about someone's experiences in their first year because she's so talented, has had so much success in this first year. Mm. And it'd be really interesting to hear about the the kind of roller coaster ride she's been on because I know she's done some incredible things already. She has. Um, in between talking to you now and talking to Baby later, we're going to be heading outside and taking some photographs of her. Yeah. Uh, we've got some styling, we've got some wigs, we've got some fun, uh, and we're going to do a little shoot, which is obviously will be coming out alongside the podcast. And then we're going to come back in here. We're going to just strip off, get down on this chocolate cake, and just and have a chat about and have a good old time. Just have a chat about the shoot, and then also being baby, being baby, being baby. Being That's what the baby. episode should be called. Being, being baby. baby. Yeah, I like that. I'm a big baby. <laughs> Maybe we should do one where we're wearing nappies. Jesus Christ. <laughs> filled with... Filled with chocolate Wait. cake. This is something we've spoken about before in terms of all-stars is it always feels like there's the deserved winner mm-hmm. who wins. Yes. And then there's the one person immediately after them that you're like... But if they'd won, I feel like it would have been a victory. Absolutely. Whereas the ones who won, you're like, well, I can't argue with it because they deserve to win. That's kind of more what it was. When when Alaska walked in, I was like, well, there's the winner. Yeah. Well, there's the winner because in my head, I'm like, well, she's already an all-star. Obviously, Katia Katia is an all-star, always will be, and is a different form of drag, I think, um, has won in life. Yeah. Um, more than anything and i think alaska again winning in life but yeah. she is a winner of a drag competition yeah yeah totally and that's just my opinion. you judge it by straight people and they're like that's a fair point have you heard have you heard of this drag queen and if they're like yeah then it's like oh well you know they've broken the yeah the ma- if you're the a seal. straight man straight man which i am which we all are yeah take your dick out of my mouth okay <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> There you go, carry on. Um, you know, I always gauge it like the ones they know are obviously the ones that have broken through that yeah. barrier and into the mainstream. So you're saying that a LGBT thing can only be legitimised by heteronormative culture? No, I think we should <laughs> use hetties uh, to hetties. measure queer culture in its uh, wider audience. So uh-huh. they're to be experimented upon. Come on, straight boys. (laughs) Come on, straight boys. Show me your buttholes. Show me your pink, gorgeous buttholes. Pink doesn't mean beautiful. I was talking about the singer. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, (laughs) he, um, apostrophe, no. (laughs) What's the- Where are you going with this? What's the upside down eye? Uh, exclamation mark. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I have- I fed everything. It's okay. I got kicked out of everything in Did school. Did you? Did you? Yeah. Not, no, I, I finished school, but like yeah. my school was a holistic school and they were just known as spirited. Like um, Steiner School? But not not like a Steiner was School. It a, was it, it a Steiner? Was a Steiner School. Yeah. Oh, I'm, you did. <laughs> Why oh. are you saying it like that? Just because I love you so much. Oh, thank you. Just, I hear pity. It just I all makes sense, doesn't it? The, <sighs> I, I have you know that. Do you the, know what a Steiner school is? Kobe's looking confused. Maybe you should explain it because you went there. Because I, I might not do it justice. Yeah, it's just, it's just a very kind of like holistic approach to things. Um, it was really relaxed environment. The classes were really small. You had the same teacher for like the big main lessons. So for eight years, you have the same teacher. 
so they get to know you and how you work and function yeah yeah it was beautiful went to school on a farm so it's quite holistic it's approach, exceedingly holistic. holistic but you didn't it's not boarding school is it no no yeah went home do you have day. homework of course oh. yes but no school off. uniforms is there no school uniforms we weren't no. allowed to wear big logos and shit on anywhere on our clothes yeah. um the younger years were better and then when it got to like GCSE level, yeah, I think I should have probably left and gone to a, in quote marks, a, a regular school. Mainstream. Um, mainly so like when I left school, I wasn't like, a oh my more... fucking God, what is this? So this you had is a bit world. more structure. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I definitely, once I left school, I was like, what the fuck is, Why are we what not the fuck is this world? Yeah. yeah I was the, I was the only gay guy um, in the school. Yeah. That you know what? I, there was definitely a, a little fag there, which... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was the faggiest of fags, and I fucking loved it because it I was very jealous. Oh well, no, no, no! He was too young to be like you know gay. He just had a homosexual spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, really, yeah. really. Like he was a dancer, and because he was just so blatant about yeah. it, well, from what I saw, he didn't really get any any sort of negativity. Um, I didn't at school. I did outside of school, so I think that's why it would have been nice to kind of what down the park. Yeah down the park someone threatened to fucking stab me did they yeah uh, how was your, sc- your school though like when how are you is this too dark um so i mean i'm talking to my therapist about it <laughs> at the moment no i followed a very classic narrative of i was the gay kid from a very young age mm-hmm. everyone knew before i did i had a very strong harem of girls oh you that smart. surrounded me Oh, that's nice. Actually. Oh my God. They were like my protective yeah. shield uh, because I was bullied at school. You know, I was yeah. fairly consistent. They would always be there to protect me. Mm. And I'm friends with most of them still now. We still, oh, we still really see each sweet. other. And, and yeah. So, so insincere. I'm sorry. I actually oh, meant. So oh, that's so sweet. So There's all these memes online of like, obviously other gay boys whose friends were all girls. Mm. And it'd be like that thing where there's a picture and it'd be like your face when all the girls get put with the girls in PE and you're left with the boys. Oh. And you're like, oh, you're like, I just want to go with my girlfriends. I don't want to do it with the boys. And I used to hang around with a guy um, who he obviously felt the pressures of being a straight guy hanging around with a gay guy. So outside of school, he wouldn't. Right. I had my 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 house egged and yeah. he was stood with them. Ah. Yeah. That's and nice. to this day, like that still hurts me thinking about that. And then Monday I comes get it. and he would be your mate again in school. There would be a process where it's kind of like I, I would kind of back off because I just thought I don't want to be around that. But he's a brilliant guy. The yeah. campus straight guy you'll ever meet. Yeah. Um, but I, so I get the pressure he was probably under yeah. um, as, a, as a kid. Yeah. Well, that's what it is, isn't it? It's just, you know, you want to fit in. Yeah. And sometimes that means being mean to people. Yeah. And doing things that you're not very proud of. Yeah. I know we've all been there. Self-preservation. Exactly. Self-preservation. Just to fit, and it's just to fit in. It's not because you're a, a piece of shit person. There are some that are pieces of shit and they've yeah. continued to be pieces of shit into adult life. Mm. You know, I go back to um, where I'm from, which is just outside Brighton. You know, you'll go into the local pub and the people that were there that were bullied me at school would be like, all right. I'm like, don't you fucking say all right to me. Like, fuck you. Like, you made my fucking life yeah. shit. Like, back when I was at school, don't, like, give me a nod and say hi because you've never left yeah. our hometown. Turn don't say hi to me. Don't, yeah. You yeah, made I my life shit for a bit. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. On school this, was shit. <laughs> school was shit. Next. Uh, 
Don't but do it. Don't do it, kids. It's a trap. <laughs> yeah, education. It's a trap. Don't let them ever tell you that anything you learn in mathematics outside of adding, subtracting, multiplying, and dividing will ever be any use yeah. to you in your adult life because it won't. Dan's All I need to learn is how to do. Because oh, it used to fucking wind me up. Because I'd be like, sir, I need to finish my textiles coursework. <laughs> yeah. I, every single teacher to them is like, this is imperative that you finish yeah. this. I'm happy doing my, my fine art. Thanks. Yeah. But thanks. And it's like, you need to concern. do this maths <laughs> equation. You're never going to walk around with a calculator in your pocket, are you? Um, oh, wait. Well, hello, I'm just looking at my phone and, oh, I've got a calculator on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Every day. Jesus. There's no need. So, yeah, maths is a waste of time. The rest is all good, though. All right, darling, it's now an official affiliate of Amazon. Did you know Amazon started off as a book retailer? Talking of books, did you know there's an All Right, Darling coffee table book? Yeah, 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 there is. All Right, Darling, the contemporary drag scene is full to the brim with my photography. Yeah. Featuring portraits of Adore Delano, Alyssa Edwards, Latrice Royale, Sharon Needles, and Katia, to name just a few. So head over to Amazon via the link in the details section of this podcast and grab yourself a copy today. So something you just said, which is really interesting, was about saying no. 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 No, you bogan piece of shit. No, you povo skank. You um, fucking unit. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's a fucking unit. Jesus Christ, she's a fucking unit. Did you see the size of it? No is, I think, a bit of a tentative word amongst mm-hmm. creative people. I'd say younger creative people or, or people yeah. who haven't found their feet yet. Yeah. I certainly found it difficult to say no to people. Do you find it easy to say no now? No. No, me neither. I And I, we're old. No. No. <laughs> no. No, no. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I find the physical word easy yeah. to say. It's only two letters. But. <laughs> right. Yeah. But. Cool. Um, yeah. I'm a people pleaser. Yeah. And I think that comes from my disastrous childhood where I was bullied. You just said you had a wonderful childhood. <laughs> I did have a wonderful childhood. That's yeah. what I school. Do you didn't have to wear school uniform. Well, we got to moan about I, it. <laughs> I think it's hard to say no because obviously you want to succeed in what you're doing. Yes. So you say yes to everything and you're mm. told you know, be positive, say yes to everything. You need to do everything. I think knowing what you don't want is really good. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do Just as important so. as knowing what you do want. Yeah, yeah, totally. exactly. But yeah. I think yeah. it's easier to list off a bunch of things that you don't like. Tell me one thing you don't like right now. I don't like laying out in the sun on holiday. Really? I fucking hate it. I get oh. so bored. I get hot. I get sweaty. Yeah. And then you get in a pool or the sea. Yeah. And yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's no. what my childhood was because my mum loves doing that. So if there was sun, it. she would be like, tits out 10 <laughs> seconds into the day and they would remain Did she have out. like a big pile of books that she'd bring with Oh, her? she'd read um, Danielle Steele. Anyway. <laughs> but I think, yeah, saying no is important. Mm-hmm. And I think learning to say no is important. Yes. Being creative can be torturous as much as it can be therapeutic. Yeah. The defining point 
between those two is knowing when to say yes and no to things. Before you learn that, you can end up being tortured by your creativity by just saying, yes, 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 I'll do that, I'll take on this, I'll do that, and becoming, you know, burdened with your work. Yeah. And then saying yes, saying no, because you're, you know, you've come to a place where you can, I think your creativity then can become therapy. I still struggle to say no mm. because I still feel like I'm sort of racing towards something. Yeah. I don't know what the end goal is. Although, do you know what? That's not entirely true. I feel like it's starting to... I touched the microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the accusing look you get. It's like I just... That's, I'm not looking at him. It's like I just I had a just dump on his mum's lap. <laughs> That's the look he on gives you. Mother's Day. <laughs> on this day... On this day. this day, if you do anything which is not sit completely still and talk right up to the microphone, he looks at you. This is why I don't look at him. Yeah, you, you're fine. You've kind of half got your back to him. I know. Uh, anyway, um, we love you, Kobe. Yeah, runs a tight ship. <laughs> yeah, Kobe runs a tight ship, and by ship he means his butt, his perfect pink, pink butthole. butthole. <laughs> Um, I can't remember what I was saying, but it was probably boring. It was something about yes or no. I can't remember. We're talking about yes and no. 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 How do you feel when someone says no to you? It depends on how it's said. If they're kind of like, no, you're a fucking piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) I would fucking love it because I deserve that. Yeah. Um, if they let me down easy, sugarcoated mm. it, yeah. or it was like a constructive, this is why this can't happen. Like an on- honest. Honest, yeah, totally fine. Because sometimes honesty can sting. Yes. But the really sting can. doesn't last long because it's like, well, that was honest. Yeah. And actually, I appreciate that. My greatest fear, I think, is letting people down. Mm-hmm. The last thing I'd ever want to do is let someone professionally or personally down. Mm. That's an emotion that I can't deal with very well inevitably when you say yes to everything and you're you're not saying no the likelihood to let someone down increases yeah and that's a lot of pressure and that's not a nice place to be learning to say no and you know picking and choosing what's right for you ultimately makes you happier and ultimately makes everyone else happy exactly yeah exactly i think being told no is a good way of learning how to say no yourself in the future. That's really, yeah, that's a really good way of... That was profound. That really was. I'm going to get that put on a t-shirt, which you can buy online. <laughs> There'll be a link that you can buy t-shirts. Yeah. Quotes by Dan. Do you remember what you just said? by Andy Peters. Do you remember what you just said? <laughs> no. <laughs> there you go. No. <laughs> no. There's a but quote. Put that on the, a t-shirt. The good, <laughs> the good thing is, yeah. we can play this back. We can listen to it back, yeah. and we can find it, and we can print it on a t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, make wall vinyls. Good point. Live life. No. No. (laughs) 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 Do you remember about the glass pebbles that people would just keep in a bowl? Yeah. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. Or sometimes like in the front room. And then the really bougie ones, myself, (laughs) would have water and... You know what I'm going to say? Some floating candles. Oh, yes. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. But so early 2000s. So I think that was the progression from potpourri. What's the new potpourri? What's the new pebbles? The sticks. Oh, the, the sticks. The, the reed sticks. diffusers. Yes. Reed diffusers. My, when, as a child, potpourri 
featured a lot in everything uh, my mum had it around the house a lot mm. i mean she made me gay with potpourri yes <laughs> <laughs> <Dan, laughs> mum why is there a bowl of dried flowers that in my room smell really good oh, that's potpourri dear that's potpourri yeah i used to eat it for breakfast <laughs> i think potpourri is due to make a comeback Should possibly we bring it back? do you know what? i bet five pounds Five English pounds Five. that in the next few years, you're going to be able to buy potpourri in Urban Outfitters. Oh my God, you section. so will. It'll be sustainable potpourri though. Sustain. But surely potpourri is sustainable. I don't know, actually. It's just dried flowers. Is it ethically made? We'll research that and let you know. We'll research it. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll ask my mum. She probably knows. Yeah, she'll know. Yeah. In a way, potpourri hasn't got away because it's the sort of thing that's replaced confetti. Well, you're not allowed to um, use paper confetti at weddings. You have to use like rose petals and stuff. Because it's biodegradable. Paper cuts. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Paper cuts on the bride's face. (laughs) Blood! (laughs) Yeah, but my mum used to have all this potpourri and it was like hats on the wall. They were like straw. This was like early 90s. Yeah. Inside, they were filled with potpourri. Oh. Do you know, I might have a picture in that album down there of me wearing one of them on the toilet. Of course you do. Because my mum made me gay. I do stand by that. You blame her. <laughs> so, you did this to me. You did this to me. This is why I like men. Yeah. Because you gave me potpourri. <laughs> Dried flowers made me want dick. <laughs> Let's just go back to our ASMR. So do you know what I would think I'd like to do on every episode is commit a small gay suicide. Is that killing a, a small gay? So finding oh, that's, a no, that's small, not suicide. That's I mean, that's yeah. murder. <laughs> um, it depends on the situation. It could be euthanasia. I have admitted that I don't like Disney. That's fine. I don't. I'm just not that into. It. Like I like it, and mm-hmm. I will watch it. And there are ones that I like, but I'm not going to go. I'm trying to think of something. Cinema. I which ones do you like? Childhood ones. So like, I think it depends on your age. So things like Little Mermaid. Was obviously one I watched a lot as a child. Did you know that the visual of Ariel, yeah. not the mermaid tail, but like the waist up, yeah. specifically hairstyle, was based on Alyssa Milano? I don't know who that is. Oh. <laughs> who is she? She was um, in, not The Craft, uh, The Three Witches. It had Rose McGowan in it. This uh, is gay suicide I'm committing uh, right now. Um, by not knowing this... Um, charmed, charmed. charmed. Uh, her. When she was younger, Dan's brought up a picture of her right now. Hang on, I'll just she's got like young Alyssa Milano. It's the hair. Did she have big red hair? No. <laughs> um, she had the big eighties quiff, eighties nineties quiff. Can you describe to me what the difference is between an eighties quiff and a nineties quiff? I don't just, know. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> um, the young Alyssa Milano, Little Mermaid. I mean, see, exactly the same. What? Maybe one of the reasons why you actually like Little Mermaid is because yeah. of Ursula, who's based on Divine, there you go. who is one of my all-time faves. Yeah, and quite possibly. I mean, I'm just trying. I to love draw a strong to... female protagonist. Yes, I like a strong female character, as I think most homosexuals do. I think someone at Netflix has picked up on that. There's a whole section where it's like, films with a strong female lead. Yeah. Which it might as well just be for the gays. Yeah. For the gays. For the faggots. For the faggots. I wish a, mm. for that moment 
they were that strong I have a boner lead. for that it's an angsty female lead protagonist oh. in an indie film like um, where she unexpectedly finds love you just described the plot of Bird Box <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens oh, right you know I what? haven't seen it you, you, know, you haven't seen no, no, I have, I have. Oh, I was joking. sorry. <laughs> have you seen those remixes of those film trailers where they'll do like Mary Poppins but make it into a? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 or, yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite one. My favorite one is Mrs. Doubtfire as a horror film. Yeah. They should make Bird Box as like a rom com. Yeah, <laughs> that would be beautiful. Someone probably has. I hope so. I hope so. Um, what gay suicide could you commit? So, so it's something that you know the wider gay audience likes, that's celebrated by the gays, and actually it just doesn't really do it for you. Do you know what? And have a think while I talk more. But um, <laughs> Katya always says, but babies don't live. And what she means by that is gay oh, men yeah. have, there is this kind of this expectation as a gay man that you should just jam everything that comes into contact with you up your ass. Penises, I'm- objects, dildos, fists, hands. There's just this culture of like, oh my God, I took 10 fucking cocks in my ass. And do you know, there's nothing Are you wrong- saying you wouldn't like to jam 10 cocks in my ass? No. In your ass, yeah, but not in my own. <laughs> I don't want to jam loads of shit in my ass. <laughs> you don't want to jam shit in your ass? <laughs> What's wrong with you? I thought you were a little scat boy. No, I don't want to put all these foreign objects yeah. inside myself and fist myself and stuff mm-hmm. and have double DP from all angles. FP. It's, C- you know, you, it's like, oh, you know, you're not a bussy boy. And it's like, no, because butt babies don't live. <laughs> and I feel like that's what slightly- if they did. Would that be different? Do you imagine how many illegitimate children there would be? Oh, my God. If you could conceive through anal sex. Yeah. Between two but- men. <laughs> butt babies don't live. So everyone start fucking yeah, anally or was- just mutual masturbation. Yeah. And then... We'll just have a few less people around. Let's just make more gays. But also, if people jam things up their ass more, there would be less children. So maybe she's not exactly. entirely right. That's what my point is. I don't want more children. I fucking hate children. Do you? Yeah. So jam everything in people's buttholes. Is that co- no, it's that's not committing gay pussies. suicide saying you hate children. That's committing gay heroism. Everyone yeah. Cheer you. I don't hate children. I just... I hate children. Yeah. I tell you one child who I love. Who? And it's that... Ava. Oh, yeah, she's hilarious. How old are you? I am old. How old are you? 16. I'm a grandmother. I'm a grandmother. I'm a grandmother. <laughs> the only thing, like, I know that if I had a child, I wouldn't get one of those children. I'd get one of the, like, quiet, sickly looking children that when an adult says hello to them, they go, <laughs> you know the ones they mean? Yeah. They come into the salon or, you know, whatever, and you go, hello, you know, hello. And they just look at you. Like you're like a terrifying murder clown. Which <laughs> a terrifying murder. Maybe clown. I do sometimes, murder. but I don't need you to judge me. <laughs> oh, so this is about them judging you. You feel intimidated. Know. I don't know. Maybe they do judge by me. children. I just feel like kids I know that it's I like are ones. amazing. They're always the most fun and they're hilarious and they've got loads of personality and they're really smart. Those kids are great, but the kids that are like kids to just shut the. F- Fuck up. And Do you think? If I was... Children uh, should be seen... Seen and not heard. heard. That's exactly yeah. what you're saying. A little. Especially in like... That's public. not very Steiner school of you. I, okay, I tell you why it is Steiner school of me. No, it's actually... Okay, you're right. It's not very Steiner school of me. <laughs> 
can we roll back? What's your gay suicide? I'm trying to get to that Gobi. Is there a particular musician, artist, uh, type of clothing? You don't like um, clubbing. Well, I was... You <laughs> fucking cunt! <laughs> you don't like dressing. Well. <laughs> you choose to dress like huh. a gay homeless person. <laughs> I... I'm... I'm... Oh, Kobe's lost it. I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset by this. I try. Oh. I try. I'm good at dressing other people. You okay? really are. So, uh, yeah. So no, you... okay. Actually, yeah. Okay. okay. My, my gay suicide thing. Yeah. I was going to say about clubbing, but mm. I don't like going out clubbing. I really don't. I used to. Why? I used to. Now, I think what it is, is a terrifying thing. I haven't done it for so long. Yeah. I've kind of removed myself from popular chart music that yeah. um, I won't be able to dance to a fucking thing. And also, I think I've gone past the point now of like keeping up with that. Yeah. I've got that horrible thought of I'll be dancing and people will be looking at me being like, oh, who let dad in here? I've never seen you dance. You've never seen me dance. We've been friends for a while. Yeah. And we've never we've never done that. I did like, that um, gone out. No, but I did that lovely silk scarf dance for you. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing on. <laughs> silk scarf. Yeah, like I can't imagine. You know what? Okay, I'll, 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 I'll break bitch. The reason I don't do it is because I'm gonna put everyone. You just destroy everyone. Shame. Yeah, no, I am I... a fucking dance floor destroyer. Well the proof is in the pudding. Did someone say pudding? Which is my favourite meal of the day. <laughs> I try and get my, my five a day. <laughs> yeah, I try and get my five puddings a day. But I would say, yeah, gay suicide <clears throat> is saying I really f- fucking hate the club. And scene. also, but it's worth remembering that suicide is not a joke. Yeah, we love you and talk to someone. Oh yeah. We've got a guest. <laughs> We're actually going to be heading off. Dan's going to be going and having. You know, you're going to be staying. You're going to be staying with me, and you're going to be listening to me eat chocolate digesters for the next forty-five minutes. That's sexy. Get comfortable. It's going to get crunchy. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to All Right, Darling, and welcome we are back. here. Welcome back, welcome and um, back. we are back from doing our photo shoot with the one, the only. Baby! Hello, hello, hello. You alright, darling? I'm good, baby. Oh, alright, darling. What's yeah. going on? What's happening? What's popping? Well, we just did a lovely photo shoot with you. It was fun. How was that? I loved it so much. I yeah. wanted to shoot with you for ages. This has been yeah. so fun. I've actually loved it so much. And then you've been like, awesome. Like, normally I never have anyone like take care of my hair. You're like, yeah, I got On you. set, like, stay still. I'll fix you up. I love mm-hmm. uh, I feel like we could have gone on and on. We yeah, could have. Like we could have shot And we'll do more. another one. And, yeah, yeah, we will. 100%. Because yeah. it was so fun. For sure. Um, obviously, everyone listening, you'll be able to see these shots um, alongside the podcast when it comes out. It was, yeah, it's kind of got a bit of a, a bit of a country yeah, it's like, it's like blue skies and rolling hills. Yeah. And it's a bit suburban. It's a bit, yeah, it's a bit yeah. like yeah, but that's like cute. I'm here for it. It's like to, to get the to get the shot in the teal. We um, had to drive to Stanmer Park, which yeah. is a lovely, lovely country estate people just outside Brighton. Yeah, Nearly broke my neck like ten times. Yeah. Yeah. I had to lay on the floor to get the image. Yeah. I thought I probably looked like a cow pat. 
Now you That's did it. Fine. Fine. A beautiful cow pad. A beautiful cow pad. Yeah. Stunning. Um, um, brown cow pad. Stunning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> So the reason you're here uh, is obviously because we want to hear from queer creatives who are pushing boundaries, who are pushing themselves and what they do into queer society and into mm. queer cultures, you know, people who are generating queer culture. Who are shaping our culture Who are shaping, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like shape, <laughs> shapewear. Yeah. Like slog it. Like, like your butt. Like oh my god, bumpers. yes! Like yeah. my bum pads. You're beautiful bum She's pads. The no, they're so bum. small that I don't want everyone to think I have a tiny bum. I do have a nice bum, but like, the pads just give you like a little, like, hmm, totally. Hmm, like a little hay. Yeah, like when, you're you in the, when you're in the um, the leotard, it looked. Yeah, I was living. Delicious. Yeah, could bounce a quarter off it. <laughs> a quarter. A quarter. A whole quarter. Oh, a quarter pounder. A whole quarter pounder. Maybe that would be my drag name. Quarter pounder. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I'm so here for that. Found that. Oh. All right, well, we'll come back to that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 um, no, that's a different thing. But um, So, yeah, so we've got you in here to talk about, more specifically, the sort of the last year of your journey, well, which has also been year. the first year yeah. of your yeah. journey. Yeah. Um, I would really like to hear just about what was the, the spark, the Big Bang that created Baby. Oh, okay. So, um, basically, I had just graduated my music degree. And obviously I was poor. But then there was the lip sync competition and it was like a cash prize. It was like a 50 pound cash prize if you win the first heat and like a hundred pounds if you win the whole competition. Mm -hmm. So I've been like dancing and stuff since I was like 10, like, been, like trained and whatever. So I was kind of like, oh, I can like choreograph a routine and kind of go and do it. And like I won, but then after that, people wanted to start like booking me for stuff. And I was like, oh, like I enjoy this. I get to like choreograph my own dance routines, like to whatever music I want. And people want to pay me to do this. And I was kind of just like, let's start taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. And then the past year has kind of been like learning how to sew, like learning how to do makeup. Like I did not, none of this before I started. So like it's been intense. Literally none of it? None of it, no. I hadn't, wow. like, I bought my sewing machine, what maybe like May, June last year. And now I make like all my looks. Fuck. Would you say you were in drag that first time? Oh God, no. No, <laughs> no. I was, that was when I had my little like androgynous phase. That was very much like short back and sides, but like long like, ombre green weave like boxes Ooh. and like a mesh leotard and some Dr. Martins like yeah hi that's cool though. yeah yeah no, it was cool at the time but looking back at it I'm like oh <laughs> like you're not even tux like what are you doing <laughs> like, you tuck all, all the time now for, for drag not all the time it depends like if I'm wearing like a leotard or something then like yeah because I want to get that silhouette like perfect but yeah. if I like wearing baggy trousers than that especially when like I'm yeah. hosting if I'm hosting at a club on like a Thursday or something like I'm going to wear some baggy cargo pants and put on yeah. a wig and a hat and just be like hi nice what's, to meet you what's your favourite thing to do um, since um, um, becoming a drag performer oh what definitely performing yeah. definitely performing because that's like been my world since I was like six. Like, yeah. I remember like being five and being like, I want to be a singer. And that's kind of just like morphed itself into like drag now. But performing and like photo shoots and like fashion-y stuff I love. But like, Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You were amazing to photograph. You. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really you. easy to photograph as well. Thank yeah. You. Like kind of very intuitive what 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 I needed. Do you think um do you think singing will ever come into your act? Not even in my act. I want to do music as its own thing, like with drag a hundred percent, but I don't see that as like an act, I just see it as kind of just building a brand for music, and that's kind of why I did drag in the first place. Yeah, because the music stuff that I was doing like, that cost a lot of money. Like, you have to pay all like the videographers, and you have to pay all the producers, and all that stuff. And like, the build up to that is really important because I want to be able to do things properly. Yeah, I don't want to half ass anything. Like, I don't want to yeah, like, oh, yeah, really like because you were actually saying earlier, we were just talking, um, like, skirted over it, but like, 
I joked saying, oh, where are you going on your holidays, darling? Blah, blah, blah. And you said, no, I'd prefer to save my money for... Yeah. Uh, a, a new new wig or whatever like heels like yeah, yeah like yeah. makeup like makeup costs money like all this stuff like costs money that's what like just the fabric alone to even make the look not even like the time the fabric alone I'm spending like what like 30, 50 quid for like fabric for that look yeah. all the makeup shit like my heels cost how much like my wigs cost how much like and you what oh yeah here's 40 quid for a lip sync no mm. get the fuck out of my face no I think there's that thing about um about being paid for what you do as a created person it's so hard is, and especially in that first that yeah, first thing, yeah. isn't it? Is you know, it's this. You know, we live in this culture where, um, well, if you don't want to do it for free, then I'll find someone else who will. And I think it's we, also about like taking that on yourself. I definitely found when I was first starting out um, with photography, um, I was either not charging people or really undercharging them. Like you know, I could have been charging a lot more. You know, I've always been paid. Like, have always. you? Yeah, because obviously you, you've got you've got a lot of confidence though, and you've got like <laughs> enough to back like back it up. But it's, it's, it's weird though, because like obviously when I start when I won lip sync. I literally started hosting it like a couple months afterwards. I find that insane. So you 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 won. I won it, and then like within like a few months, I was hosting it, like every week, and that's where like that's amazing. But I think that's why like my drag develops really quickly. Do you get what I mean? Because I don't want to be like the shit new one that's just like hanging out. Like I'm a good performer, but like my makeup's trash. I know I had to like step it up. On every yeah. those guys, yeah. Wow. What do you what do you um feel about that? Like with starting up in Brighton, basically where it is a lot smaller than London. It yeah. What do you it. Because you're not from Brighton, you're from no, London. I'm from London, so, yeah. yeah. It, for me, it was weird, because obviously there's like, in terms of like Queens of Colour, there's like me and Taylor Rose. Mm. So yeah. it felt like, be an example of like, black excellence and like, Brighton yeah. crazy. And you get, I mean, like, that's why like everything has to be choreographed and everything has to be ready. Because like, I feel like if other queens fuck up, it's like, oh, they just made a mistake. But when like you do it as a black queen, it's like, yeah, mm. black queens are shit. That's why mm. they fucked up. Do you get what I mean? So there's just feel like oh. so much more pressure to like be at a certain standard. Yeah. But at the same time, that's helped me grow. So like, that's um, in general. Or do you think that's you? You feel a lot like that in Brighton, or would you in, say that it's just that's more of a general? It's just like a general thing because there yeah. aren't that many of us, and it's like from like Western society in general, like people have very like skewed perceptions of what blackness is yeah and like my whole drag career to date has been very much about my relationship to that and how I can like make that palatable but still yeah. be like true to myself yeah. and like mm-hmm. for ages like I'd never do like a hip-hop track I'd never do like a Beyonce or like Rihanna or Nicki song because that's what the other black queens were doing and I didn't want to be yeah. grouped in with that yeah and so like now that I'm kind of finding my feet a little bit more I can go out and do a Beyonce number like because it, it bangs do you know what I mean like yeah I'm not as conscious about it but I think that's more because people know me now and like yeah know all the other like weird electronic stuff that I do as well. Yeah. How important has it been in the last year to kind of establish a look? And do you feel yeah. like you've worked towards creating this this sort of the baby image? Yeah, I think what it was before, like before I learned sewing and that, I'd literally just kind of just like go into town and like, kind of like pick up whatever from Urban Outfitters and be like, oh, that's a pretty topper and pretty skirt. My drag aesthetic was limited to that because that's all I was doing. Yeah. But when I started making my own stuff, I was like, actually, what do... I want to look like and what I want to make and then when I started thinking about the kind of like the Afropunk movement and how like I'm so drawn to that I really wanted to extend that into my drag aesthetic and kind of like make that be the brand I think yeah because like Afropunk culture to me is like a very like different way of displaying like black culture Mm. and for me that's so interesting because I've always been the only person that's been into like rock and like Mm. stuff like that and like 
stereotypically in black culture, that's not like a thing. So to have like an what entire is, sorry, what isn't in black culture? Like rock music and mm-hmm. stuff. Like if you listen to it, it's like oh, like you want to be white. Like that's just like straight. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So to have like a group of people, like Afropunk Festival, like go into that mm-hmm. and seeing all like. HO9909, like that band with like the black lead singer doing like punk music and stuff mm. like that. That's where I feel the most comfortable and more at home. So I went to Brit school for college. I did like musical oh, did you? Th- Yeah. So I went there and did like musical theatre and stuff. And that was so like intense, like waking up at 6 a.m. every day, like really? train from Essex to Croydon, like every day, like dancing, like 12 hour, 14 hour days, coming home, sleeping, like doing it over again. Yeah, and when I got to uni, it was a bit kind of just like, We'll hey. make some music if you want. And yeah. Like, have a time. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like no one's pressuring me into being creative right now. And like I kind of just didn't for a bit. But <laughs> do you feel like the the discipline that you learned at Brit School has stayed with you? Oh, a hundred percent. You know, into into this, into the into the being disciplined in your yeah. Your no, a hundred percent. No, you can like you can spit you can spot a brickhead. Like, a brick, anyway. a brick kid. You can, no, you can 100%. Because, like, where there's like so many big names that come from that school, they don't really care, but it's like they hold you to a certain standard. It almost That's feels awesome. like pop star academy, yeah. isn't it? Brit yeah. School. Not even, because they're just like, we don't care if you're famous, we care if you're good people. Oh, like, really? They tell you that from the first day. They're That's like, we don't nice care. They're like, because obviously when I started, that was when Jesse J was like blowing up. Yeah. Right. So obviously everyone was like, I'm going to be the next Jesse J. And they was like, we don't give a fuck. They was like, we don't care. We want to be yeah. good people. We want to be professional and have to fucking work. And that's what I kept with me. I think that's why my work yeah. ethic is so like, yeah, intense now. Yeah. I think it's an interesting um, place to be coming from, from a place of like music and and performance. Because I think a lot of drag, especially younger drag queens that come, they're more sort of makeup artists. And yeah. a lot of them are these kind of like YouTube makeup artists. Yeah. They think that, you know, just because they can paint their face at their... A performer, and because back in the day, it used to be all the fashion kids were the drag queens. Yeah, but I feel like people don't really care as much now. Like, yeah, when I go to drag shows, a lot, like, not a lot of it. That's a lie, but like sometimes it's like there can be a really gorgeous queen who's not even doing that much, but because of the aura and the percent that they're creating, people like lose their minds. Yeah. Yeah. But me being like Mr. Trained in Dance, I'm like, you didn't even like really make an effort. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like things like that annoy me, but everybody else is just like, yeah, like it's fine, I'm like, fair. Like when I first started like performing and that, I didn't wear like any makeup or anything, but I was getting booked because like I was good. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And now like the aesthetic kind of came after that. But a lot of queens is like they practice their aesthetic the in their room. Comes first. The look comes first, and they kind of get it together. Yeah. I kind of just got thrown off the deep end. Like, yeah, you're yeah. working now, and I was like, right, shit, it's a better start. Yeah, like, so and literally, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go like, guys, what what, what foundation are you using? Like, how like yeah. how do you get? What I mean, like, yeah, just pick it up. So you've done a year. Uh, what's next? What's next? Where do you see next. yourself in the next year? So two years deep. Um, two oh, years I'm deep. I'm two years oh. deep, baby. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why even? Why even? Um, what's, you know, so let's say we're here in a year's time. Where, where would you like to be? Do some of the fun tours. Like, I would want to go to like, the Club Kids tours yeah. and like, boss events and like, all You'd those guys. You'd be good on the Club Kids tour. I, right? I think that 100%. Yeah, Book you'd be me. really Thanks. good. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Book her. But uh, I me. don't think that doesn't sound out of your reach. No. Yeah, like I, I was all. thinking about it and I was just like, I've got my own set together now. I've always been like a decent performer. Mm-hmm. Like obviously I'm still getting better. So are you enjoying our selection of cake? Yeah. We I have haven't tried the whole selection, but that red velvet cake is the red the velvet is, is really good. But we've we've basically we've got chocolate, red velvet, yeah. 
and beige. Nutty beige. Nutty beige. Drag name. Nutty beige. Nutty beige. Oh, oh my god! Hi. Actually, like me, me and Dan have got drag names. Yeah. So if you ever if you ever need to find a drag name and you're struggling, if you just go into oh, yeah. a hardware shop and get the paint swatches from Dulux, right. that is yeah. a plethora <laughs> of drag names. It right really there. works. So um, yours. Are. So you're chalky down. Oh, oh hi. And yeah. I'm milky brown. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> And we're so the Dance much. of Browns. Yeah. I love I that so much. And just joke. to remind you, we are all completely naked. That is, we, yeah, completely we are, naked. That's something I'm like that's, drag naked. So like, she, what, like, what does that mean? That's like nude bodysuit with like... Yes. Nude illusion. That's yeah, wearing, you get yeah. that Barbie puss, but like nothing's there. <laughs> I've got Barbie puss right now. Oh my God. Uh, one thing we Can want to try it? out with all our guests is one round of Cards Against Humanity. I live, I'm so ready. Um, why not? So I think, should we get one of our fabulous, uh, either our producer or our assistant producer, um, to read out the the card. This is Kobe, our producer. Hi. Hello, Kobe. Do I get to pick? Yes. Yeah. So he's okay. just looking through the pack of cards now. This is very just in case amazing. any of you don't know, Cards Against Humanity is, uh, as they call it, a party game for horrible people. Yes. And, and I, we're all horrid. Yeah. Speak for yourselves, especially. Oh, no. no, you're lovely. I'm the sweetheart of Brian. But Greg, you're a hateful <laughs> bitch. I'm a hateful <laughs> mess. <laughs> <laughs> I've picked one. Mess. Okay, okay. Kobe has picked one. Okay. Dear Agony Aunt, okay. I'm having some trouble with my blank and would like your advice. Oh. Your voice sounds like melted chocolate. So, uh, dear Agony Aunt, I'm having some trouble with blank and would like your advice. Dear Agony Aunt, okay. You guys are so old, I have my card already. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, sure. <laughs> We're like dithering around. Like, they're like, I can't decide. Help me. Where are my glasses? Baby is 10 years younger than me, and that makes oh, you're me. You're so old. <laughs> she keeps telling me how old I am. What year were you born? I'm 1996. Uh, 96? 96. Yeah. Okay. 96. I'm 86. Not years old. <laughs> I think this one. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. So it. our question was, Dear Agony Aunt, I'm having some trouble with blank and would like your advice. Now, my answer is pretty true to myself, I think. Uh, Dear Agony Aunt, I'm having some trouble with being fat and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and would like your advice. Just stop. Just, yeah. Just stop being fat and stupid. Have you tried not being fat and stupid? <laughs> yeah. It's really that, hard. That would work. I've had a pound for every time I heard that. <laughs> so, um... Over to me. Dear Agni I'm having some trouble with an ugly face. And would like your <laughs> advice. Ah! God, it's like the cards are psychic. I know! <laughs> and um, over to our guest, baby. Baby. Come on, baby. <laughs> Miss baby. Dear Agni I'm having some trouble with scrubbing under the folds. <laughs> <laughs> would like your advice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I um, think see, our guest is definitely, definitely the winner. Yeah, thank you. You get well, to take home whatever cake you want. What, like the segment of red <laughs> velvet that's left? left. I would take <laughs> the red velvet. I would take it. Reveal. Do you have any like cling film or anything? Nope. Like, no, you just have to hold it in your hand. Oh, sorry. I love that energy. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm gonna finish off the nutty beige. Am I giving this to you? Before we go, yeah. I think if you could let us all know your handles. So where can everyone find Miss Baby on the internet? On Instagram, I'm at babyxroh. And I don't use any other social media. Perfect. So it's all about nice. Instagram now anyway. Yeah. I, I use Instagram. I'm, I like 
looking pretty. Like, yeah. Don't use Twitter. No one cares what I think. It's fine. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter's now for porn because it's gone. For oh public. yeah, it is. So yeah. it's just it's just dicks and asses. Fair enough. Just for you homos, like, Twitter can be a very wholesome place. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Depends who you follow. News. Used assholes Twitter is the... the what? Know, brilliant. Huh? Used assholes Twitter. <laughs> I'm scared to ask, what, what what is that? This pretty it's pretty self It's this other name. It's my... That's my drag name is... Used, used asshole. Used asshole. Oh, yes. Mm. Kobe's calling security, so we need to leave. Yeah. So yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. Today, thank you baby. guys We've for had having an me. Excellent day, uh, creating some amazing imagery with you, and also just chatting to you as well has been wonderful. You've been amazing. You know I yeah. love you guys. Thank you. And we love you more. We love you. We love you. We love you. Uh, obviously, a huge thank you to um, our producer Kobe Carnage. You can yes. find that at Kobe Carnage. Um, and yeah, so uh, you can catch us next time. All right, darling. All right, darling. All right, darling. Darling, darling, darling.